Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to The Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way on AP Radio. Hope you guys like those new introductions that we just decided to do this time. Seem a little bit more professional, don't you think? Well, I think so anyway. So, welcome back to another great episode. Hope you guys are enjoying the weather. It's a little nicer outside. The sun's out. The snow melted a little bit. That's always a good sign. Hopefully it can continue to get a little bit nicer. I didn't actually pay attention to the weather this morning. That's just my own personal uh, problem. You know me. Not paying attention and stuff. Basically, uh, it's been a pretty fun week. Uh, for that update on my diet, for those who are actually wondering, I uh, currently lost about 10 pounds on the diet for the first 10 days. As I said, I was, a pre- I was surprisingly approaching uh, 380 pounds like I was about 379, and I'm comfortable sharing this with you because I'm not 379 anymore, I'm 369, and hopefully dropping a little bit more. This diet has been really nice, and uh, I have unfortunately been a little bit lacking in the exercise department, but in general, I feel like that it's a overall pretty fun experience, and I'm excited for the rest of the uh, things that I got going around for it, you know? In general, I'm just very happy. I feel a lot better. I feel healthier. I just put on a button shirt for an interview, which I'll get to in a second. And um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, it fit a lot better. I mean, I remember going to a couple job interviews and stuff, and like the shirt was really tight, and I thought like I was going to burst a button. Something that did actually happen to me during an interview, but on a way bigger scale, like um, the shirt actually ripped. Different story. Another story for another day. But this time, like, it felt so nice, and I'm like, man, these poor buttons are still kind of stretched out because I was just, I had such more of a gut. And now I'm like, oh, I actually feel a lot lighter. I feel a lot better, and in general, I just feel happier and healthier. I, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's indescribable, like, even though, like, 369 is still pretty heavy, I just feel so much better, and I feel like that I can just continue to eat better and just continue to being healthy i feel like i can just continue to lose weight like my end goal like i said is to be like around 200 or 250 depending on like the actual like muscle mass that i have if i'm very muscular i can live with 250 but 200 and fit is probably my overall end goal and only 169 more pounds to go i guess (laughs) again i don't feel like it at all but I guess uh, the scale doesn't lie because it's accurate to my mom's weight, I guess, so whatever. Um, speaking of which, I did have a job interview uh, just actually about a couple hours ago. It's I'm pre-recording again, if you haven't noticed how professional I pretend to sound pre-recorded instead of just going on live and thinking, yeah, I can totally do this. takes a lot of the pressure off that a lot of people just aren't listening to me at this exact moment in time. So then it's like if I make a mistake, it's like, oh, no, I have dead air or something. But, like, of course, like pre-recorded, you can probably fix all that crap. But, yeah, the interview went pretty well. I feel like I got a good enough impression. But in general, I just am hopeful that this is good. It's it's something that's pretty small. But it's better than nothing right now, and it's about a four-month contract. But if everything goes well, I can become an official employee there. It's in the city, so hopefully that just opens up some more uh, opportunities for us here. And uh, also for myself, just because, you know, I got bills to pay. And as much as I love this hobby, hopefully one day it won't become a hobby. And then this could be my life. And I would absolutely love it. But in the meantime, I have to find other work and find other jobs. I am doing it in the meantime. But you might be getting used to the more of the pre-recorded uh, lifestyle. It just depends on how things are going. I might have a nice little monthly series. Like, I just come in for a whole month and to record. But who knows exactly what I'm going to be doing just really kind of just anchors on and stuff. So in terms, before we get into the main headline for the day, um, did have a pretty chaotic morning, actually. For my job interview, like most people always say to kind of shave. And I'm that kind of guy who I'm very comfortable with the level of facial hair I have finally decided to kind of get. I had facial hair for the longest period of time. And I'm not much of a guy who shaved, so I always felt like that within like two or three days I have to like shave again because I went to a Catholic school when I was uh, a kid and they were very strict on facial hair. So 
I had to shave, so I did a really crude, like, electric shave job this morning because I'm like, I'll just come back and do a manual shave to uh, even out all those uh, missteps I did when I was doing the electric shave. Because the electric shave was just like, I didn't want to get, like, my razor blade all covered in hair and then have to deal with that. Like, the electric razor is really nice to get, like, a good, like, I want to say 90% of it off and the other, like, 10% of lingering stuff is going to be done with a more detailed blade. In general, it was actually uh, something that I want to get into first. So before then, my mom accidentally locked me out of my Jeep. And I love my mom, but she can be forgetful at times. And uh, she has her newest thing is that she kind of just leaves her keys in my uh, dish in my car, like, you know, where your cup holder would be. And I just decided, like, okay, well, I don't want someone to break into my car for keys that aren't going to start the car because the Jeep key that she currently has doesn't start the car it just helps you get in so that would have been actually pretty hilarious but at the same time i don't want a window broken or i don't want anything taken out of my car because someone assumes that there's something good in there so my mom so i put them in my glove box and i kind of just left it and locked it to memory and then this morning my mom's like okay it's time to go to school where are my keys and it just dawned on me with a snap of my fingers i'm like oh crap they're in my car so I run out there and I'm just, you know, we got a, we eventually got it open. Like in actually pretty record time, we found a really nice like flat piece of metal that we were able to cram down the window and pull it really quickly. So I'm thinking instead of having a key in a case of an emergency, I might just have maybe like a magnetic stick or something. It just depends on how I feel because I don't know. I mean, obviously I'd rather have a key, but at the same time, I'd rather not have something happen and have some easy way to someone get into my car if it's if I'm locked out of out of it. The saddest part is this is the second time in six months I've had since I've had this car that I've already locked myself out of it. I've never locked myself out of my Jetta, which is this crappy old 1998 car. But the reason for that was because it was just it was just an old crappy car that nobody would take. Like the window was like held up by clothespins that I broke in half to make sure it wouldn't fall in the winter or the rain. Like the tire I was driving, I drove on a donut for like eight months on the damn thing because I just didn't have any money for a spare tire and just a whole bunch of other crap that was wrong with it. And now like this new car I have is like, now I have to learn everything over again. And the second time was actually the second day I drove the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like day two. And I locked myself out of the car actually on my second to last day of work at home Depot That's a great send-off, is that I had to have someone who was really good at breaking into cars break into my car, which was absolutely embarrassing, but it was hilarious because it just kind of showcases that I was just so happy and I was eating, like, I think I ate, like, fucking breakfast burritos from McDonald's, and it just showcases that, like, now I'm never going to ever do that again, so I just now have more of a reason to never lock myself out. But this time my mom locked me out. But at the same time, we should have had those keys and stuff. I should have been more. I should have remembered that I had the keys in there. But it's over. We got the car. We got the car open relatively quickly, because I was thinking like, oh god, does that mean I have to call Andrea from uh, Cicero to come out here to unlock my car? And then, hey, do you want to hang out today since you're already out here? But I didn't want to do that to her. She's we got enough going on, and I don't think she needs to come all the way out here just to unlock a freaking door. All the more reason I wish that I was still living with I was living with her right now, so that we can at least have an extra pair of keys in case anything ever happened. But hopefully soon with this new job, I can uh, have her move in with me. That'd be awesome. I'm excited. Beyond that, speaking of beyond, huh? Um, I decided to get the uh, fourth volume of Batman Beyond Rebirth, basically uh, Target Batman for the Rebirth series. It's really fun. It shows um, the new Robin and a new uh, villain is ver- a new version of a villain that is very famous to the Batman lore. Without giving much away, it's a really fun story. I recommend a lot of people give it a try. Um, Batman Beyond Rebirth is probably one of my favorite Rebirth titles that DC's currently been doing. Um, beyond that, it's been a pretty boring and dull week, but I was first thinking to myself, since we're now in the almost 10 minute mark of the show, I was so surprised about something. I was thinking, wow, you know, I I always have trouble figuring out stuff for a show 
then the combat cast wasn't happening this week. I, I, I guess that's they just skipped a week. I had no idea because no character for uh, MK11 got announced. And overall, just some of the games I've been wanting to play, it's just been like, oh, well, there's nothing really going on in the world. And as soon as I say stuff like that, like, oh, well, I just don't think a topic's going to happen. Like, I swear, this has been the third time that something just kind of fell into my lap. Last week was Liam Neeson, and now this week is Jesse Smollett. Who's Jesse Smollett, you're probably wondering. Well, for those who are pretty much oblivious to the entire Twitter landscape or the overall Chicago uh, news, Jesse Smollett is a recurring character on Empire. And I'm, I'm checking out what he actually does and stuff like that, so... In general, like the overall character cast, which I'm trying to see, he's not that far down. Let me see. So he's the middle son of the main character's family, so he's a pretty major-ish character, which is pretty fun. So basically what Empire is, it's just this kind of hip-hop kind of dynasty family show. And I guess there's just something going on with the overall family drama. It's going on for five seasons with a fifth season premiering pretty soon. But I think how things are going, it just showcases. What was that? Oh. Oh, that's around. It's probably not around. Okay. Sorry about that. I think an ad. I think an ad. Jeez, I think an ad played on one of these stupid websites, and then the boss man was looking for his earbuds, and then I'm like, oh, that's crazy. This is what I hate about like mobile stuff. I remember when Firefox was saying that they were going to talk. They were going to get off the uh, idea of. Um, getting playing uh, ads on like devices on websites that you don't have any business on doing because I'm just trying to like read some stuff and it's just like oh now do you want to hear an ad like no I don't want to hear an ad I don't it uh god it, that upsets me <laughs> oh no that's right. something wrong with it so basically, um, Empire in general is just this overall, it's a pretty well-known show. I guess it's got some awards, but in general, it's just nothing that I'm really like, it's nothing to write home about. It's not because I don't like the show. It's just me personally, I don't know anything about it. I wanted to watch it when it was first coming out, but at the same time, it's like I got enough shows I really want to watch on my plate, so why would I think about something like, yeah, I could watch it, but who knows, you know? So Jesse Smollett was a uh, talented gay singer and songwriter who basically despises the corporate aspect of the music industry. He's estranged from his father, who's played by Terrence Howard. Basically, he's considered the black sheep of the family. And I guess it's just kind of like the fact that maybe he's, you know, you know, because he, he's gay and probably stuff like that. And he hates the overall business. So Jesse Smollett, I believe he's also gay and black in real life. So, during the uh, pol right before the polar vortex hit us in uh, the Chicagoland area, Jesse Smollett was in Chicago at two o'clock in the morning on a sub, uh, going to a subway in Streeterville, where two men apparently beat him up, said some racial slurs to him, put a noose around his neck, and then basically said this is MAGA country, and ran off. He went to the police, and basically a whole investigation was started, was, has started. And within the last couple of weeks since it's happened, it's completely been unraveled, and now to the point where Jesse Smollett apparently had bribed two people to pay, who he paid $3,500 to beat him up and all that other stuff. Okay completely negating all that other crap. Let me kind of break down the overall rise and fall of this. So the Chicago Police Department launched an investigation along with some of the FBI with some FBI agents as well because this is a pretty big thing if when it was turned out to be real and they had to catch the culprits. 
So as they were catching the culprits, it turned out that these culprits weren't just some two white dudes who just so happened to be walking around in Streeterville at 2 o'clock in the morning wearing some MAGA hats and shit like that. So... Alright, so basically what I'm trying to see from here is that the two men are actually from... uh, They're Nigerian-Americans. They were born and raised here. One of them actually being Smollett's personal trainer. As they were caught by police, they eventually came to the confession that they were paid $3,500 by Smollett to have this attack happen. And then to have it happen, to continue to uh, happen. And after everything would settle, they would get another $500. Now, I'm not trying to discredit anything here, but... Really? Only $4,000 between the two? If you like, you only did, it's like basically for two grand, you are beating the crap out of somebody to have it be caught on tape, to not get caught, to not allow the police to investigate a certain situation and only get paid like two grand a piece for it. Like, I don't know what this guy's making as a personal trainer, but if he's agreeing to do this for about $2,000 once you split it between you and your brother, you gotta be wondering, Man, do you really got, like, a pay a bill or something, or what? Because, like, I don't know, that just seems like a really, like, steep thing, a really, really crappy price for something that's landed him into a whole mess of trouble. So, it also was determined that there was also some ride-sharings and stuff like that that were paid with the suspicion about everything. Also, there was security footage of people buying the... of the two men buying the stuff at a hardware store, and Small I told them to do so. Basically, there was a $100 bill to buy clothing, rope, and, and, and rope for a noose to not bring their... not to bring their uh, mobile phones to the attack according to the prosecutors of this thing, and now organized law enforcement spectacle that has no place in the American legal system. Oh, shit. I'm basically reading a CNN article that's going on right now about it. So basically, between the uh, ride-sharing and the footage and also just overall personal phone uh, communications with Smollett, who was also pretty hesitant to actually like give police the phone right away at the midst of the attack, because what if something happened and something like that? And since he wasn't cooperating with the investigation, there could be something that was going fishy. So basically, from what I heard, there was about about maybe two dozen uh, Chicago detectives on this because it's a pretty substantial thing, and we don't want to alert anybody in case it's not real. You know, like you don't want to be that guy and be like, "Oh, well, we don't think it's real," and then it turns out to be real. Like you don't want that to happen, obviously. But after that all comes apart, it just showcases that he staged this attack and it was presumably from the fact that he wanted to utilize this to get a raise on his show, Empire. Due to the fact that all of his castmates and crew basically all were supported from him and now basically makes everyone look like a freaking idiot, it has now just been reported this morning at 7.30 uh, Pacific time, so that's... Actually, pretty close to 9.30 now. Okay. So, he was dropped from the remainder of Empire season by producers. He's cut out from the rest of the show. It turns out that it's only... um... So, I guess it's only for the last two episodes. So, I'm assuming that he's going to get his characters presumably getting killed off and it's going to probably be like the funeral episode so now they have to rewrite that whole thing because they now have to address that and I think that if anything this is just the worst freaking thing ever and I think uh, the Daily Show host Trevor Noah said it the best by how he screwed over everybody and this isn't because of the fact that it's like you know he could have done something he could have done anything else to kind of just promote the idea that there are people who, you know, there is racial inequality, that there is this, like, there are, it's not impossible to have something like that exist or something to have that happen. I, I, 
it's something that honestly drives me crazy and it just showcases that, you know, I have – it just kind of puts in perspective just how stupid celebrities and celebrity culture can be. I have 14 followers on Twitter. Maybe more. I don't know. I haven't checked yet. But it's it's hard to promote myself and it's hard to do that with only 14 followers. I wish that there's something that can help me and maybe I can get a big break and have more people come out and be like – Yo, I know Ian Hand and have it be my time. I would love that. But the last thing I would ever do is to stage something like this to get more popularity, to get more prosperity, to get any more traction. Because he's, like I said, like how Trevor Noah said, he screwed over everyone. And now, instead of having something go on, he could have just said something insightful on Twitter and said, you know, it's hard to be a gay black man on in this world now with all this like MAGA country and I don't want to be a part of it anymore or something like that. He could have had something that's more controversial, but at the same time he could have just said something that's like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this country that just treats me like that, which is a very fair thing to say in my opinion. Like why would you ever want to be like forcing yourself to be somewhere or be somebody who's targeted Nobody wants to live in a place where they're targeted for something, specifically since a current presidential administration doesn't care about the consequences of things he says and stuff like that. And then people can say whatever they want and think that they can do whatever they want because the president does what he wants. It's a very dangerous, slippery slope that has been honestly terrifying for the last three years. And I don't even know what to begin. Like, I just hope that 2020 is the last time I ever have to see him, to see President Trump in office. It drives me freaking crazy. It's disgusting to see, to say the least. But now, Jesse Smollett, if anything, has just given, thrown a wrench into the overall machine in a bad way. So for people who are actually gay or black or anything... Now, anytime something bad happens to them, like any kind of attack or anything that actually happens by people, all it's going to do now is have you doubt and be like, are you like Jesse Smollett? You're going to be just like him. Are you actually legitimate? And it's all, all it's going to do is just continuously divide us instead of bringing us together to realize that racism is still rampant in this country. Homophobia is still rampant in this country. And the fact that he used this of all things, it wasn't even for a good cause or even wasn't even a thing to just continuously throw Trump supporters under the bus. If anything it did was he could have done it for something like that. But no, he did it because he wanted a raise on his freaking show because he was thinking that with all the traction that he was going to get from this and have it work in his way, he was going to come up there. And just be like, hey, you know, from all this emotional trauma that this has caused me, how can I have some more money? That's the reason he did it. He didn't do it to do any other good message. He didn't do it for any other reason except that he just wanted more money. It just showcases that this is why I don't support celebrities. This is why I hate that whole culture. And this is why I kind of just wish I was there to just throw the wrench and just have someone say, hey, this guy is stupid. Let's just not beat around the bush anymore. Can we stop worshipping stupid celebrities like Jesse Smollett? Because if this is a real thing, yeah, it sucks. But how it was so easily debunked and it showcases just everything that's wrong with this culture, with this kind of environment, and the fact that he actually turned himself in and did stuff like this, put himself on a $100,000 bond, bail himself out, got yelled at by a judge and how he can be potentially spending three years in prison just because he wanted more money on his show. It's absolutely disgusting. And with this attack and showcasing how in poor taste and how out of touch he really is in his own community, how a gay person was lynched almost over a little bit over 10 years, under 10 years ago and how lynching can still happen in this country. And we just don't report about it because we don't want to talk about how racism exists in this country. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to admit it. And it's disgusting. And I think it's time that we have that talk and say that, yeah, there is racism here. We got to get the, we got to get rid of it. No doubt about it. But now 
if anything, he's just giving everyone who is supporting this MAGA kind of mentality has just got another bullet to fire, and it's a big bullet. They have so much ammunition. They have another part of ammunition that now we can't even say, well, no, we the, the Democrats lost this one. We jumped, they jumped, the news outlets jumped on it so much to just reinforce the fake news thing. It jumped on the fact that all liberals are crazy. It just continuously feeds into that crappy corporate machine that that psychopath in the White House is continuously reverberated. And now he actually has a point. He now, and now Fox News is never going to forget Jesse Smollett's name. He wanted more notoriety. Well, he's got it in the worst way possible. And I feel like that with at least Liam Neeson, he expressed regret with his crap. I feel like if anything, Jesse Smollett's going to milk this thing out until it's obviously unanimous that he's a complete asshole and sociopath who thinks that, oh, well, it's all about me, 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 me. And we should be focusing on why haven't I gotten a paycheck yet? Well, Jesse, I hope that it was worth it. Because now you have to, and I just hope that they throw the book at you and you pay back the money that was spent with the man hours on this stupid wild goose chase. And maybe next time, if you want to stage an attack, maybe look at the fucking camera and make sure there's a camera. Or, specifically, when you want to try to talk about MAGA country, go anywhere else but Chicago. Because there's a certain thing about the demographics of Chicago. 88% of the entire city of Chicago, which is one of the biggest cities in the country, mind you, had basically been anti-Trump. So freaking hard. They are so liberal and left, it is so hard to imagine what it would be if it was. So basically you're trying to tell me, like, if you round up, like 9 out of 10 people said no to him. Remember when he was on his campaign trail? And he doesn't stop in Chicago anymore because we hate him. They hate him so much. He canceled the campaign trail. He canceled the appearance because of how quote unquote violent people were. They made their voices heard that they don't want him here. And you're trying to tell me that not only were there two MAGA dudes who were white at two o'clock in the morning in Streeterville, who also just so happened to have a noose and a rope that also knew how to, who also knew about Empire and knew you by name. I don't even know how to spell your name, and I see your face plastered all over the media right now. So take that for what you will. I think the, there's only a very small amount of people that I could actually recognize, who people that I like in public. Who's to say that I haven't already walked past a couple celebrities just because I'm just so oblivious and the rest of the world is too because they're good at hiding? I'm not trying to say anything rude, but, you know, maybe next time if you want to plan something that's going to fabricate and help your career, maybe go to, like, Dallas. Hell, you could have even went to Indianapolis and everything would have been fine. No one would have looked into it. You would have been perfectly fine. But the second that we say something about that in Chicago, you got 24 detectives on the case. That's absurd. So all I have to say is I just hope that, you know, now that the Empire is crashing down, I wonder if he's going to be recasted or just in general, maybe Empire since it's going to be one lion short. One lion person short. So, if anything, the real winner, I think, at the end of the day, as according to Trevor Noah and to myself, is that Subway's open at 2 o'clock in Streeterville, guys. Jump on that. Eat fresh at 2 in the morning during a polar vortex. And I think the real moral of the story is don't lie for your own personal gain. Don't be stupid and just immediately jump on something because it confirms your bias. And maybe Subway should unionize because I think staying open until 2 o'clock in the morning is absolutely ridiculous because I don't think the food is that fresh anymore. Not to say that it was fresh to begin with, but I don't know. If the store opens at 8 and they're staying open until 2 in the morning, that's that's, that's, that's 
a lot more than I was expecting it to be. That's about like 18 hours of not fresh anymore. So once again, this is probably one of the funniest black history months of the uh, last 10 years or fuck even the last five years. And I, again, fear for humanity's uh, survival. Um, on the good, on the bright side, uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, running for uh, president again. So I'll uh, feel the burn in 2020. So, We'll be right back. So basically, we'll be done with the first half of the show. The next half is going to be just a bunch of uh, miscellaneous things that I'm going to be talking about. So we'll be right back after these uh, arbitrary amount of messages here on APRadio.net. You have been listening to Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. And welcome back to the second half of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way on APRadio.net. If you're just joining me, um, I just got done talking about the Empire scandal, uh, Empire character scandal with uh, Jesse Smollett. Um, go check that out on iTunes and Google Play. I will have a description up for uh, the Boss Man so we can have that uh, serialized pretty soon. But of course, I will still be live pre-recording for the future. But in case you never miss an episode, we'll make sure we get everything uh, all taken care of later on. So for the second half of the show is probably where I'm going to find probably the most trouble. But I decided to find some uh, overall fun little uh, tidbits of information here and there on certain uh, little tidbits of things. So we're just going to be kind of surfing the web for a little bit to kind of get the stuff going down. Down Midnight Brown. So, so basically, a Mortal Kombat 11 director, Ed Boon, is uh, presumably teasing the inclusion of Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 11. Johnny Cage is another one of those staple characters through the overall Mortal Kombat mythos. Johnny Cage, for a long time, was an actor. Um, was an actor who eventually was brought to become one of the defenders of Earthrealm, and he actually became a pretty cool character in the events after the events of Ten. He's an overall fun character. He's also got probably one of the biggest amounts of character development in the entire series where people actually have their spines ripped out. Go figure. So who knows what exactly what's going to happen. But in terms of that, it seems pretty interesting that things are be going pretty well for him. So have you ever wondered what the Z in Dragon Ball Z stood for? This is actually something that I was pretty, it was pretty interesting about. Like, I just saw this, like, right now, and it never occurred to me that I never actually bothered to ask, why is it Z? Because there's no Y, there's no other letter of the alphabet after Dragon Ball. So according to Akira Toriyama, who was a series creator... It turned out that it was supposed to be the actual conclusion to Goku's overall story. Now, I rolls aside, the original uh, end of Dragon Ball Z was supposed to be after Goku goes Super Saiyan, spoilers to a 30-year-old manga that everyone in the whole world knows about, even if you don't watch the manga or read anime at all. I just said watch manga and read anime, holy crap. I don't know if I should fix it. I'm probably not going to. Anyway, so essentially it was supposed to be after Goku defeats Frieza, he's supposed to sacrifice himself to make sure that nothing else happens and he dies on the exploding planet Namek, and that's supposed to be the end of Goku's tale. But obviously, as we can tell, that Akira Toriyama's uh, producers were basically telling him to continue onward with the story. So there goes the Android slash Cell saga where Goku dies again. And this time, Gohan is supposedly way stronger than his father and is supposed to take up the reins of the show. Which Akira Toriyama was completely fine with doing a slice-of-life superhero-like show with the other part of Dragon Ball now that it's Gohan's story. And he's a young adult who is the most powerful creature on the planet and having to deal with something like that. Instead, of course, we had the Majin Buu and the overall Super Buu saga that we had basically going on forever. And if you're currently up to date with things, we currently also have Dragon Ball Super, which continues the story even further. So it just showcases that even when Akira Toriyama says, I'm done, he's never done. And with the new uh, passing the torch metaphor with him and his new 
production assistant with his new uh, writer and stuff like that. It's just coming to a it's coming to a point that it's coming, it's getting pretty crazy. So, unfortunately, the story will never end, no matter how many Z's you put in front of it. Maybe you put enough Z's, people will just realize you're putting me to sleep with all the crap that this show's been going for. But it's completely arbitrary at this point in time. So... With that being said, there is a little bit of more, a little fun, just tidbits of information. So apparently, with that being said, Netflix is a fine is officially put the final nail in the coffin of the Netflix Marvel the Marvel Netflix shows. Jessica Jones and The Punisher have officially been canceled. With, of course, the third season of Jessica Jones still airing on Netflix. And it's a sad day when any of the other shows besides Daredevil that got more than two, that more got more than two seasons, it had to be Jessica Jones. Like, I thought season two was really boring and nobody liked it. Why would they do a third season? That's stupid. With the idea that potentially some returning, recurring enemies and characters would return, even though that we clearly saw their necks being broken or people like that happening. Oh, boy. This is the problem I feel like that Netflix shows in general have, and I feel like that this is just another reason for me to be like, okay, maybe I'll just quit Netflix and go to the DC streaming service whenever I get enough money to. It just kind of just shows that you know, this was a really cool idea and some of the best shows out there. And now that Marvel and Disney are clearly clearing things out, instead of just keeping things in a certain way, we could have just had some really nice shows that just were outside the Marvel Universe. And now Marvel is making some really stupid decisions and deciding to uh, do things along the lines of, okay... We're going to have the great four new shows coming out. Are you ready for these awesome titles? So first off, we're having Hellcat. Cool. Um, Tigra. Interesting. Basically, she's a girl with tiger powers. And she looks like a tiger. Hellcat's just kind of like every other person who puts on a mask with who wears cat-like powers. I guess. Um, Hit Monkey, which is, no, it doesn't sound like you're just beating the crap out of a monkey. There's apparently a show, a character in the Marvel Universe called Hit Monkey, and it's about a monkey wearing a suit that is apparently an assassin, because we all know how one talking animal in the Marvel Universe has went. Let's have another one. Wasn't it bad enough that he made a frickin' raccoon in Guardians talk? Now we have to have a monkey in a business suit performing hits do it? Really? The awkward silence from the Marvel executives that are clearly not in the room are obviously giving me the shaking the heads. Yes, of course, because money and some idiot's gonna watch it anyway. And at the same time, the uh, Donald Glover uh, pitched... Deadpool show was apparently canceled because it was too violent. But apparently these shows are also adult-based humor, very similar to the new Harley Quinn uh, TV show that's coming on DC streaming service for more of an adult and edgy audience. So that's just fantastic that not only do we have to be annoyed by Harley Quinn on another form of media, now we have to have four Marvel shows be competing with it. Apparently they're going on Hulu, which is also pretty weird because of the fact that Disney is having a streaming service. And there's also talks about Hulu resurrecting uh, Daredevil and the other Netflix shows for other seasons. But the whole point about them isn't the fact that it's, it's Hulu is not the problem. It's Marvel and Disney who are basically trying to cut out of the deal. Obviously any more Marvel movies will not be shown on a thing, so... We basically have a weird impasse of things going on. 
But besides that, we also have Scarlet Witch and Loki shows coming out soon because, again, we really need those. This is exactly about that superhero fatigue thing that I just talk about in my uh, pilot episode that will be forever, unfortunately, lost to time. (laughs) And I just decided to talk about, like, this is ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked the Marvel Netflix shows. I think they were actually a really nice change of pace, and I was way more interested in watching those than watching most, if not all, the new Marvel movies and DC movies that are coming out soon. It's giving me a whole different kind of uh, perspective, and I'm very excited about it. Um, My personal favorite thing about them is that they're able to really grab your attention. The uh, Arrowverse on uh, CW is pretty fun, because it's something that like my friend Mark really likes, even though that, in general, I just don't really care for it. But it's not like it takes my imagination away or doesn't give me much of anything to work with. If anything, it just shows that we all have different opinions and differing opinions and stuff like that. But it's just there's so much superhero stuff out right now. It's like I completely forgot about the Arrowverse. I'm completely forgetting about all the Marvel movies that are coming out. I have basically been kind of like putting myself in a box about the DC extended universe when those movies were pretty good and now they're basically just ripping apart the entire continuity to try to repair the damages that apparently were done to it. But at the same time, it just showcases that there is something wrong with the overall prioritization and the forcing of all these companies to do things. It just shows a lot wrong with the current foundation of how things are going, and now it's like, I'm sorry, I don't care about the Scarlet Witch. I think she's really cool, and I think she's been very underused, but it's also Elizabeth Olsen and her really atrocious, whatever-the-fuck European accent she's trying to do. She, They could have found someone who actually had an accent naturally instead of just finding some random white girl and thought, yeah, let's just give her an accent to do. Tom Hiddleston's Loki is great, but isn't he dead again? Does that completely just automatically just say that, oh yeah, death doesn't matter as long as money's involved? Because the idea that Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm sorry, Far From Home takes place mere seconds after Infinity War. Okay, awesome, because apparently there's no such thing that Peter never got off the bus, and maybe the idea is that he just always went to the museum and always had a good time and then just always had his movie and stuff. It just, it's just, you know, for setting things up for 10 years, it doesn't give me much. If anything, it's just going to be like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to be sad when the former, the founding Avengers are going to die. But if you gave me a character who died in the first movie, not from anything from the snap, but from the idea that they were just killed in battle, it would have been a bigger impact. But there wasn't a bigger impact. It's exactly what I was expecting. It was just like a little... That was essentially the overall thing. And it and it's sad. Because I don't... I didn't... I wanted a bigger boom. I wanted that to actually hit me. But it didn't. And it upsets me that it didn't hit me. And, and it's just like... When you think about it... Infinity War was supposed to be the different kind of movie that the other movies were, having a bad villain, and the villain never does does anything, the hero basically are the stars. Basically, you throw everything in the opposite direction, and the villain is good and compelling, even though his plan is stupid. But the reason he's a good villain is that he just will not be convinced otherwise, and he'll always think that he did the right thing, and everyone else is just wrong but him, and that's what a scary villain sounds like. Someone who's just so unwaveringly convinced that he's doing the right thing, which is terrifying, but I love that kind of villain idea. But now, like, everything's going to be undone in an endgame with the cost of the characters that we've grown up, that I've grown up with in the last 10 years. It's going to hurt. I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, it just, it's just, you see it coming a mile away, and it hurts more than what I wanted it to. Not be from the fact of that, but it's like after a while you see things coming and there's only so many times that someone can be like, "Uh oh, I accidentally leaked the entire plot of the movie, 
or there's a leaker or there's a theory or there's a that and it's like I just don't care anymore and the idea about the overall characters that these movies are bringing out like the only reason like I said like I want to watch Far From Home is to see how the Marvel Universe is going to do without Iron Man without Captain America and not hold him on his crutches because that's the true test of, of testament is that can these characters hold up can these things hold up and it'll be something to see if they do it would be a shame if they don't and people just don't care as much anymore because Robert Downey Jr. is an Iron Man it's it's all up in the air right now and I think that after Spider-Man Far From Home and it's a good movie and I feel like that people are going to like it and the idea of the universe is going to shift and change I like that idea but at the same time it's not going to be on my radar as much anymore because it's just I'm I'm tired. You ever been tired? <laughs> you ever been tired, Red? Because this was my little this was my little thing when I was a kid, and to see it now, it's everywhere is so cool. But there's only so much I can do. Like I'm very happy for this potential job because of the fact that I can get more comics that I want to read because all the comic books out there are so cool and I'm so excited for them. But it's not for the fact that there's just so much superheroes out there. It's just, it's now it's just so common knowledge, but yet it feels like it loses its magic a little bit. And that's why I feel like that I've retreated more to the comics rather than to the movies because the movies are trying to appeal to everybody. While these comic book series that I'm grabbing, like Justice League Odyssey... It's got Cyborg and Starfire, but if you're a Teen Titans Go fan, you're going to hate this book because it's a serious book and not a show for babies. And you're going to see Jessica Cruz and you'll be like, wow, I didn't know Green Lantern was a girl. And then you see Azrael, one of my personal favorite characters in the in the DC universe, and you're probably like, who the hell is that guy? He looks like Batman in some weird yellow and red armor with a flaming sword. What the fuck's going on? Like, that's the thing. It's for me. Because I don't love Cyborg, but I don't hate him either. I love Starfire. I've taken quite a liking to Jessica Cruz because I feel like that the Green Lantern idea is just kind of like, oh, well, let's just make her a Latina. Yay to me. And then to Asriel, not only being back after a long absence of being dead in the mainstream DC universe, but after New 52, he's brought back in rebirth and it's so cool and like why would i ever be mad at that it's so fun i can't believe it and stuff like batman beyond batman beyond is officially the sixth series that his characters had it's finally the longest it's past 24 issues that was the original longest running batman beyond title and i love it I'm on volume four with volume five on the way and they're currently still writing stuff. Like as far as I know, they have plans for, uh, issue 32, uh, 28 just hit shelves. So like, just see, like they have four more issues on the way and potentially they can just continue until the guy wants to be done with the story. And I'm okay with that. Like I'll support them. Red hood and the outlaws. Red hood's become one of my favorite DC characters as well. And now that he's got a kind of a solo title and that kind of overall rebirth, it's fun. It's for me. And it feels like for the first time in a very long time that I can be kind of a selfish, nerdy kid again and not have to share my toys with everybody. Because I don't care about Hitmonkey. I don't care about Howard the Duck. I don't care about Scarlet Witch. And I really don't care about Loki and all their stupid shows they're going to get. It doesn't matter anymore because it's every every character's getting a show. But you're you're also missing the point. Like, why isn't Venom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, why did he have to be just some Sony title? Even though I loved the movie, why couldn't that just be a different take on Venom? And in the MCU, we could have just had a Venom-like character. We could have just had that happen, and it would have been really fun. And then Venom kind of got his own solo movie by showing up in the Spider-Man movie. It could have been like Far From Home and he gets the alien suit. Come on, like why? You just ruined that title because he's just far from home. But now he's far from home. Like they could have had it happen in Infinity War. Could have had the symbiote. Could have been like, oh, cool. I got a cool new costume. And then it'd be like, oh, I hope it doesn't eat my brains. Ha ha. And then it tries to eat his brains in the next movie. 
come on. Like, you could have done something really cool and just had a symbiote just end off on that hanger, on that cliffhanger instead of having the Iron Spider suit. You could have got the symbiote in an Infinity War. I'm just throwing out ideas here. This is why I think that Marvel should hire me because I got some ideas. Or I had ideas. Now it's now it's now it's over because you know the movie's already out. The movie's already made for the most part. But basically, it just shows that I think that everyone just needs to take a break from everything. I'm excited that Black Panther is getting an Emmy. I'm sorry, an Oscar. Jeez, wow. First of all, I said right. I just first first of all, I already I mixed up manga and anime, and now I'm mixing up Emmy and Oscar. Holy shit. Always have a balanced breakfast, kids. Don't don't have six slices of lunch meat, a banana, and Diet Coke, and then decide to have that happen to you. Oh, yeah. I forgot to finish my really crappy morning story. For those who are uh, just joining me, I completely forgot because I had an interview this morning for a job, and I was so flustered about the idea that I was just going to be late and missing up and stuff. My mom locked me out of my Jeep... So then we finally got things open. So I came home, and my uh, razor blade, my uh, shaving blade, broke. I mean, to be fair, I haven't used it on a regular basis. I do use electric a lot more. But, like, it just broke. Like, the thing broke. The handle's completely, like, trashed. Wouldn't stay on, and I was so mad. And I'm like, I was going to say, like, hey, Mom or Kara, can I borrow your razor? And I thought, like, you know, I know those, those have been. I don't think... I want that anywhere on me. So then I found two, like, old burner blades. Like, and they had hair on them. And I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck uses a temporary blade and puts it back? Isn't that the whole purpose? Is that you throw them away when you're done? Because I had to use one. Had to really suds out the hair. Thankfully, it didn't take me that long, but still, it was really gross. And no amount of, like, aftershave has made me still feel pretty gross. Like, I like I just feel prickly. I feel sad and prickly. <laughs> but yeah, like, for those who are, like, wondering the epic inclusion to my story, there you go. Kind of complete, kind of gets kind of overall full circles my uh, misery about how just ridiculous of a day I had this morning. And in general, I kind of got into a little bit of a sad uh, disagreement with my uh, girlfriend, Andrea, and I just wanted to tell her I'm sorry. And um, I don't know if she's going to watch this show tonight, but I just want you to know that I love you so much, baby. And um, despite the fact that I, uh, no matter what I say or whatever I do, I just want you to know that I really care about you. And I really, uh, I'm so happy that we're still together after four very interesting years together, and I just can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. I know it's a little sappy and uh, stuff like that, but sometimes I just need to get my thoughts out there because you deserve to know how I feel about you, and I'm never going to leave you or never ever. Everything's going to be fine. Trust me. Anything that can be said now can be forgiven later as long as we just talk it out. Kind of going back to that relationship advice I gave people all those uh, uh, weeks ago on my former episode. But yeah, in general, I know this has been kind of a somber episode, basically talking about my fatigue and also my faith in humanity has been dropped a little bit off. But we have to persevere because stupidity can happen to anybody. And I've been accused of being stupid, too. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, the testament of me telling my girlfriend I'm sorry on air kind of shows that I'm not the best sometimes. We all make mistakes, but it depends on the severity of the mistake and also just the overall level on how we can make things better. What Jesse Smollett did was stupid and selfish and just showcases exactly why we as a species can't have nice things. Stupid things that celebrities do on a daily basis continues to haunt people. It's something that just shows that we as a species, we as a country, we as a world should be better than this. And I'm not trying to say that, oh, well, if you put me in the forefront, I'll be better. No, but I will promise you something. I will always be straightforward with people. I feel like it's one of the most important things on the planet, but instead of just saying it, I will be truthful. 
I will never lead you all astray. I will always say that what I feel that I think is right or what I think is the truth or something like that. It's my truth and my way to exact justice, and I do it my way. That's the, the whole point of the show. It's something that is passionate. It's, it's something that makes me very passionate to say that I want to stand up and say, yeah, the, the superhero movies are boring. They're annoying. I think Jesse Smollett's a freaking idiot. Yeah, I want to say that. And I want to mean that. And I will mean that every single time I come on to you guys and tell you guys for this next hour, this is how I feel about something. I'm sad that the Netflix shows are canceled. And I'm sad that Disney doesn't understand anything about anything except money. And I'm upset that one day they're just going to own everything and then everything's going to be crap. I'm upset and I think it's time to really put the foot down and I think that if anyone should have to put that foot down, I volunteer to do it. If everyone else is afraid to do it, I'll take the bullet for everybody. I think we need to start realizing that if people think it's okay to say something mean about something that is really horrible to say something mean about, then I think we should stand up and say something stupid and say something that is stupid and call them out on it. It's only fair, right? Well, I think so anyway. In general, I have to say... Oh, sorry. I just have to say for a fact that maybe we as a nation should just maybe pick our our heroes a little bit more. And this isn't a campaign promise. This isn't a speech. This isn't anything to make anybody feel a certain way. But don't sleep on me. Just because I have 14 followers on Twitter doesn't mean I can't rise. Just because of something else like that doesn't mean I'm just going to be sitting here for the rest of my life doing nothing. One day I want to be up here and to look back on this recording and think to myself that I did a good job here. That this was the beginning of who I want to be remembered for. I want to be remembered for that guy who is going to be as real to his audience as possible to never lead you astray. And I think that I will never do anything. If I'm not popular, I'm not popular. As long as I got my audience, I think that's the most important thing. And I think that's important for everybody. So I just want to say thank you for the people who are listening to anyone out there who has just been brought in or just so happened to stumble upon us. I just want to say thank you for just giving me a chance to just to listen to what I have to say. And if you like it, again, please spread me around. I want everyone to hear what I have to say, just like everybody does. But I feel like that I have a good message out there. And I feel like that if I have someone pass it on and they pass it on and then 14 more friends pass it on by 14 by 14, I think we can really make a difference here, people. To showcase that we just shouldn't just accept everything anymore. Maybe that we should stand up and say, this is dumb. Maybe we should do something different. It's wishful thinking. But um, even if you guys don't, I still appreciate the fact that you guys are tuning in for me. And I hope I don't let you down in any way, shape, or form. But obviously you can still yell at me and uh, tell me how wrong I am on my uh, Twitter. It's at Ian Hand. 11 I A N H A N D the number 11 you will see a cute little uh, plushie of a cat in the shape of a cappuccino cup that's my guy with a ultra instinct shaggy as the background you know me and uh, just give me a, just give me a follow give me a message say what you want to see on the show next time I'll be there I'll help you guys out but of course don't forget to follow AP radio who is his lovely station at AP radio Two? That's for their Facebook, their Instagram and their Twitter account at AP R a D I O the number two. That's again for their Facebook, their Instagram and their Twitter account. Come on by, 
Ask if you want to join in. If you're a local band, please shoot us an email at info.apradio.net. We always look forward to local talent or people who are just a little bit fired. Basically, whichever works for you guys, just set something up. Just give us an email. If you want your voices heard on the radio, it'll be so cool. We got recording equipment. We can get you guys out here. Just give us a shout-out. And if you guys ever want to bring, come on yourself, just give us another email on inforadio.net and be like, hey, I want to be part of this family we're growing. We're still growing, guys. This is a hobby until it's not. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah. I want to say thank you guys once again for tuning in, for those who have tuned in. Uh, tell your friends. And uh, you guys have a great time, and I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully we can actually close Black History Month with a more uh, upbeat uh, episode of AP Radio, even though uh, I'll be recording on March 1st. It will be still kind of fun to see if uh, the world has uh, gotten a little bit nicer. Um and of course, I'll give you any updates to any of the small let stuff later on. But for the most part, that's all I got for you guys tonight. So you have been listening to Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand, and I will see you guys next Friday or next Monday on Lizard Liquors. I think we're doing something Japanese um, related. So look forward to the guys uh, drinking while I'm still the designated driver for that. So you guys have a good night. Stay warm. And let's pray for a better world. Have a good one, everybody.